Welcome to another episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host, the number one, Mr. Quick, and soon we'll be joined by our panel. This evening, we're going to talk about why can't you get out of your head? Do you feel like a victim to your spiraling thought? Do you often fall prey to things like victimhood, anxiety, strive to make us feel helpless, overwhelmed, incapable of making a difference? It doesn't have to be that way. Get out of your head. Humanity needs each and every one of us to embrace and practice human decency, to love and care for one another. Take the time to get the person doesn't really please act your compassion in this time we're in. People may lash out stand out of uncertainty and fear on them that we're all in this together. Brothers, sisters, we must take it back from the enemy and return to our natural place and position. There's strength beneath it all. No toxicity. Well, thanks. I'm sorry. I, I seem to be having a connection issue. Can hardly hear you. Okay. So, what you get out of your head? That's the the top of tonight. I'm sorry? The topic on tonight is why can't you get out of your head? Okay. Is it um First off, let's let's start off by identifying um, anxiety, because I'm sure there's someone that doesn't know what anxiety is. That you don't, but about a certain outcome. I believe that that's a tactic. That's given, that's that's put on by the enemy. Because if you know, know who you belong to, you have those things. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's a bad connection. I can only hear like every other word. Now, is that better? Uh, a little. Okay, what was that last part that you said about anxiety? Well, I find anxiety. I believe that it's taking you. It's a bad connection. Um, so, 
let me go ahead and uh, about the the topic and, and why um I guess why I believe or a reason I believe that you know people can't get out of their heads um and I think part of that reason is the seeds that have been, or the many seeds that have been planted throughout that person's life. So say, for instance, you know, you're you're a kid and you, I don't know, you learn to play baseball and, um, you know, in doing so as a kid, you know, you you always told that, um, you know, you gotta you gotta run faster. You gotta you gotta hit it harder. You know, you have to, um, you know, um, slide on the base or whatever. And and you know, if if that seed of you know hit it harder, you know, um, run faster. Once you plant those seeds, they at some point they they reoccur in that child's life. Um, so maybe when they're playing another sport or trying to learn how to play another sport, they can hear that thought in the back of their mind, run faster, run faster, run faster. You're not fast enough, go faster. And throughout adulthood, um, those voices or those seeds start to come to a fruition a little bit more because you start living life and, and, and having different encounters in life. And um, obviously I think most of the, those seeds are are the enemy, especially the negative seeds that come from the enemy, and they just kind of, you know, the enemy have just dropped something ever so subtle, and and you know, before you know it, once that raindrop or water drop is on it, it starts to grow, and unless you have, in my opinion, unless you have a connection, um, a relationship with the Lord, it's it's hard. To contain, it's hard to stop the um, stop that growth and stop that negativity and get out of your own head. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. I think that's the that's the start. That's the foundation. Is is the relationship with God. So that way you know who you are, and that will make it much easier. Not saying that it's going to do away with it. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be much easier because it's like a like an affirmation and, a, and a reaffirming, you know, your position. And I think that's the issue we've 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 gotten so far away from that relationship and, and knowing and remembering who we are, to where we believe everything that come along, and like you said, those little droplets and, and those seeds, and now it has. Blossom into a waterfall or into a tree. You know what I mean? Mhm. And I also believe that another tactic is um, victimhood. Like it's it's reminding you. For those I'm gonna define as victimhood here, but it's it's a it's reminding you that you 
the state of being a victim for something very simple, but um, it's a little bit deeper than that. It goes um, the situation of someone who is a victim or who thinks they've been unfairly treated um, to give you some more because that's just the 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 tip of the iceberg. It's a little bit a person who suffers from a destructive or injurious action or agency. A person who is deceived or cheated as by his or her own emotions or ignorance by the dishonesty of others or by some impersonal agent. So when you start looking at it from that standpoint, it's, it's, it's when you blame everybody else for something that happens against you or when something happens against you, it's, it's never your fault or someone else's. That victimhood versus just saying, you know, it is what mm-hmm. it is. You know what blame I mean? displacement. Or blame displacement, which plagues our community. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Um, and but so and, and, I, I think that, like when you when you talked about when you when you mentioned the word victim, the first thing that comes to my mind is is who told you you were a victim. The Bible says, you know, don't get me wrong, I, I can't quote scriptures or anything like that, so we can obviously pass this mm-hmm. along when pastor comes on, but the Bible doesn't make any of us a victim. And and it, it, it talks about us being victorious um, in more ways than one. Um, it talks about, you know, not only that, it talks about prosperity and, and you know, it, the Bible is all things are good. So, who teaches us how to be the victim or to be victimized? Where do we learn that from? I I can't tell you exactly where do we learn that from. I just know that uh, it happened, and, and it was a learned behavior. It was definitely a learned behavior. So you know, and 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 for me, quite honestly. I can't get down with that victim game. I'm nobody's victim for no reason. And I never forget, I had this conversation with with our our team, and um, I think I was getting on him for something. And then he 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 always has, and I think they all do, but has this way of making it seem like he's being victimized. And it's you know so you know you know you don't love me you always on me and I just try to try to do this and I try to be the best kid and and you know and it's like that sends me to a whole nother realm because I don't identify with being a victim I don't identify with um, 
what do you call it, I, being less than. Um, and I'm not saying I'm more than anybody else, but I don't, I, I don't identify with that. And because I don't identify with that, it drives me nuts to hear my son trying to play the victim, you know, and it, then, I, then I have to stop jumping on him for that thing, and then I have to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm going to need you to stop that right there because you are not my victim. You know, you don't get to sit and play the victim right now. You did wrong, you messed up, you fix it, we move on. But you are not a victim. You are nobody's victim. And so from that, it, it, just because you, you messed up right now or in this situation doesn't mean that you are, in, uh, uh, you know, in totality just a, a, an effort. You know what I mean? Right. You messed this up or you didn't do this, and, and we, um, I may be upset, I may be jumping on you about it, because I, I probably had to jump on you about it before. But the fact of the matter is, is that we keep on moving. You know, you're not going to stop and be a victim and sit, and you don't get to wallow around in your sorrows and, and feel sorry for yourself. Well, um, so you know. I have a hard time, you know, identifying with victims. Well, you know, I, I I say there's no victim, only only volunteers. You know, uh, meaning if he wouldn't have if he wouldn't have did whatever he did for you to jump on his case, he wouldn't have got in trouble. So he wasn't the victim; he volunteered for that. If he would have done like he was supposed to. He wouldn't have gotten to make sense. Mhm. So right. and I don't, that's, I don't that's the thing. subscribe to that victim mentality either. Well, see, and, and see, that's the thing, you know. And it, it, where did he, you know? And I don't know. So I, we haven't taught him how to be a victim, and and quite honestly, you know. I think that's probably been a year ago, a year or so ago when when I did that, or just under a year. But I can tell that in him, you know, honestly, spending more time with you and, you know, just being able to get from under me and doing his young man thing, He's more. He can take stuff on his chest more. I don't know if that makes sense. So if mm-hmm. if he, you know, makes me upset, then in, instead of, you know, saying something back or trying to explain his way out of it or trying to manipulate me, is it's just a, you know, now it, okay, or you know, yes, ma'am, you know, or I apologize, you know, and it's it's not. Whereas it used to be, you know, you don't love me, you, you know, I don't understand what I did, you know what I'm saying? And so I think that it it comes, even if we're not teaching it, I think that sometimes being a victim also plays into that manipulation. Yes. And, And if, 
you know, and, and if they've learned how to be a master manipulator or even manipulator just the slightest, then that's where part of that victim comes from. But I think that in teaching, you know, you kind of have to teach them how not to be that. You know what I'm saying? It's not, right. So it's not that we've taught him how to manipulate or how to be a victim. It's we have to teach you how not to be that because instantly, you know, they the manipulation comes because they don't want to get in trouble or, you know, they want you to go one way. And, you know what I'm saying, like they want you to go one way and, and you, you're going another. I agree. But to your point, you know, you've got to recognize it for what it is versus – and adjust and adjust it. You you recognize it. You bring it to the forefront, and you make an adjustment along the way. Because if not, then you volunteer to be quote unquote the victim. You know what I mean? Uh, to to fall for the manipulation, to fall for the game. Essentially, you know, you're trying to run game, but when you don't, and it's like, damn, that, that didn't work. Okay, now I can just take it on the chin and, you know, oh, man. Later on, it's like, man, it was just that easy? Like, I, I could have been doing that. You know, then they realize mm-hmm. that it's more effort into trying to manipulate someone than to just, hey, you know, put everything on the table or be transparent and get through it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we're talking about yeah, tonight, so we could uh, make some adjustments. And mm-hmm. another thing that we have to definitely identify is the distraction. We 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 need to. <laughs> let people know what a distraction is. So that's another tactic that the enemy used to uh, to get us. Um, I read a little bit on that? Yes. Uh, well, um, distraction, a distraction is the act of distracting, the state of being distracted mental distress or derangement. Uh, that which distracts, divides the attention or prevents concentration. That which amuses, entertains, or diverts amusement, entertainment. Division or disorder caused by dissension, turmoil. If we rec- If we go with the purpose of a distraction is to amuse, entertain, or divert. Let's just take to divert. You know, if you divert one's attention from what's going on, then they won't be focused on what's really at hand. You see where I'm going with it? Yes, I do. And to divert, divert 
is to cause someone or something to change course or turn from one direction to another, to draw attention of someone from something, a distraction. I, I, I believe that that's what's going on. We've taken our eye off of the prize, essentially, and we've got caught up with the, the distractions and our attention have been diverted, essentially. Now, everything else is more important than what's really important. What really is important, it doesn't seem to be as important. With with this virus that's going on, and I know we've said mm-hmm. numerous times that um, God has He's going to use this for he, the benefit of good or what have you. And yeah. we've we can be taking this time to to be more neighborly, to be more compassionate, to enact humanity more than we have before. You, you see what I mean? We were too busy being distracted by things that didn't matter, and now we see that these people or these things that we were idolizing are in the same situation as us. They can possibly be infected or affected by this virus. So you remove them from that God-like position on the pedestal, and now, you know, only keep God up on that pedestal. Only to those who who have their eyes open. What's your thoughts? Mm-hmm. I I agree. Definitely definitely agree. I think that you have to stay focused. And um, I think distract, some distractions are inevitable, but when you allow these distractions to consume you, um, that's where you start to, you know, get into a little bit of trouble. So you have to stay focused. And, and, and part of that, part of staying focused is um, having your time to pray and, uh-huh. um, and stay connected and close to God. And, and having the time for, you know, just for self to to understand the space that you're in and to kind mm-hmm. of, you know, to kind of plan out or, or not even necessarily plan because everything goes according to God's plan, but you actually, you still have to write out, write an outline. I think, I think, we allow we should allow God to to write the book or you know to, to stroke the sentences, but but we kind of have the outline and um, or vice versa actually. And in doing that, um, that helps you know center us. You know, it's like we had to use the the GPS today, and you know, so you put the address in the GPS, right? And Mm-hmm. Um, it, it gives you the map and it and it tells you step by step where you're going, point A to get to point B. 
Now, at any time while you're in that map, if you enlarge on a certain space or you move it, you always have to re- hit the recenter button in order to get it back to to where you are right now so that it can direct you from where you are now. And I think that what we need to be doing is is constantly hitting that recenter button because it, in in a day, in, in an hour, you know, shoot, truth be told, within 15 minutes, we can go 50 different places in our in our mind. Um, you know, we can go mm-hmm. from business. We can go from business to to dinner and, you know, trying to figure out dinner. And then we can go from dinner to um, bad time or from dinner to a conference call. You know, so we can go, you know, 30 different places in our mind within 15 minutes. But it's about saying, okay, wait a minute, let me, let me reset and let me figure this thing out and, and, and make sure that my mind doesn't get away from me, right? And so it's, I used to tell our son when he was in um, elementary school, and all he did was talk, 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 talk all the time. He came home, you know, we, he used to come home on red so much, and when he came home on yellow, we were excited. And, you know, and then he started getting yellow so much, it was just like, you know, we thought that was the best he could do. But I had this conversation with him one time, and I said, look, I said, I don't understand. Like, why do you, why are you talking so much? And he says, Mom, I, you know, it's just my brain, you know, my brain just, you know, just does things and you know I just can't I just can't slow it down and I said look you know I said you control your mind by speaking instructions to your mind and even if you have to say okay it's time to be quiet and you say it a little bit loud so that you could actually hear it then you're telling yourself what to do and your brain or your mind will then follow that instruction. I said, you don't let your mind run you, you run it. Uh You tell it what to do. You know, and I said, so whenever you feel your, and he would say his brain, and so I would say, whenever you feel your brain getting a little out of control in class, you take a deep breath and you say a quick prayer. And, you know, whether it's Lord help me, or calm down, or you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that way, your brain knows that you're in control. But you actually have to say it. You know, because sometimes just thinking it's time to be quiet now, or it's time to settle down, or it's, or it's time to shift directions, sometimes just thinking it, doesn't actually help. You actually have to. And the Bible says there's power in the tongue. So if there's if if your tongue has that much power, why can't you use it on yourself to control your mind? Right, right. Oh, huh. that's that's very that was good. You know, I was thinking. You know, there's also a power in that belt. You know, you keep on, and this is what's gonna gonna come to you. Uh. <laughs> but the way you handled it was was great, better than the way I would have. You, I think what the way you would have handled it would 
probably be a different conversation for another day, but. Yeah. Yeah. But it just goes one of those things where, you know, you got to stay in control. It's it's easy to be, for your attention to be diverted, right? And and that's what was going on with him. You know, it, then he was d- distracting everyone else to burn their attention from what they should have been doing. So it 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 works, and that's what's going on with us adults. It's just on a greater scale. Because mm-hmm. now yeah, we got everybody so- want Bentleys and want to be rappers and drop mixtapes and yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you, you know, it's kind of one of those things you have to show yourself sometimes who's in control because. You know, it's just it's it's like okay, it's it's like this. You know, for for women, we are emotional beings, right? So our emotions can can get away from us any any given moment for any given reason. Um, and if you know this, if you're aware of this then some situations you actually, like I've actually had to talk myself out of or talk myself into um, a calmer mode. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, simply because, you know, simply because it's like, okay, my emotions want to jump in right now, so let me just, you know, let me just figure this out. Okay. You know, and so I've actually had to talk in order to calm myself down and and rationalize um, and to be able to make a sound decision. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, like when, when our three-year-old, I think he was two at the time, he, you know, sitting in the back just guzzling, motoring, and, and I had no idea you know, like, obviously, my, my emotions are going everywhere because, okay, you know, I don't know, you know, but then it's like, okay, calm down because what you need to do is you need to just go ahead and do X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so I actually had to, even though I was frantic, the what I, I knew what I needed to do because I was able to talk myself down off the ledge, so to speak. And I think that sometimes even in, you know, like even in marriages, it's it's important to be able to understand those times where you actually, if you're on the ledge and you're about to jump off, it it's important to understand that, okay, you got to talk yourself down. There's nobody here you know, nobody knows that, that your brain is actually about to explode right now, so you have to be able to talk yourself down. And the only way you can do that is, I, I think, um, for me, the only way I'm able to do that is because I have a connection with God. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm deeply rooted enough to understand, okay, sit back, let your Holy Spirit take over, and then we go forward. 
that's listen. That's that's a great that's a great idea. It may not work for all of us the same. Uh, sometimes you know, Holy Spirit is more of a, of a damage control versus preventive. And I'll be the first to admit it. For me, I can see that. My prayer uses like, Lord, please get me out of this. If you get me out of this, I'll never do it again. Yeah, that was that yeah, was my. No. <laughs> so, Lord, please it be because you know how I am. You know. Yeah. That, that's how mine went. And not saying that that mine was right or wrong. I'm just saying that's just how mine went. Yeah, and 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 I think, but okay, and I, I think that's okay. I understand that because I even, you know, like I've been there before, you know. Um, but the thing is, is when you know better, you do better. So you know, the older you get, the wiser you get. Um, the more you pray and the closer you come to walk with God, then I think that He makes us smarter, right? So He He makes us realize who's really in control, and. And he makes us realize that um, he makes he puts us in tune with our spiritual self and with our fleshly or human self. And so I think that the more mature you are in the spirit and in the word and in in your relationship and in your walk with God, you you then go into that preventative mode versus that. Um, let me let me go ahead and ask it I'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission mode. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's like in, in situations that you know, that you've been in where it's like, Okay, you get me out of this, I'm done, I ain't doing this again and he holds you to that. Um, as long as you continue to walk with him, then he gives you enough wisdom to say, you know what, I've already been there. I ain't going there again because I know what the result going to be. Like, I already know where that road in. Why am I turning down there again? You know, last time I turned down there, there was a big old pile of mud, and I got stuck. I had to push it out by myself because nobody travels that road. So why would I do that again? And the, and the answer is that you're not because you learned your lesson. Well, yeah, well, you would think, yeah, I'll see where you're going with it. <laughs> I, I definitely see where you're going with it. Uh, that's the whole. That's the whole concept of, of of wisdom and growth. You know, to your point. You know, I've learned. I learned from my mistakes, and I can also tell you not to go down that road because, you know, now you learn it from the mistake of others. You know, now you choose to go down there. That's on you. But I've done my part in telling you not to. Yeah, and and that's if if you're giving advice to someone else. But I'm saying, as far as you, you know. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm smart enough not to do it two times. I ain't gonna get caught twice. I might get caught once, not two times. You would not get me for the same thing twice. I learned the first time. I had, I got five whoopings in my life. 
right, as a kid, because I was I was youngest, and I see the older ones get in trouble for it. Why would I do it, knowing I'm gonna get in trouble? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I learned from from other people's mistakes. You didn't have to tell me that that was wrong. I saw the way you know so and so got a whipping. Uh, I don't know if it was right or wrong. I'm not doing that, you know. Uh, and that's how I learned. So everybody have have a way of learning and applying what they've learned. Again, one would think. One would think. One would think. But when it comes to, you know, getting out of your, your own head, you know, I think that that's about training, you know what I mean? Um, training yeah. yourself and, and having your relationship and and knowing that um, you're muddying the waters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the thing about muddy water that people don't realize or, or forget is that when water is muddy, you don't know what's, what else is in there. You only can see what you can see, which is the, 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 the dirt in the water. You don't know how deep it is. You don't realize how much it is, you know, meaning uh, what other elements are, is in that muddy water. So don't. It's not worth the chance. It's not worth the chance. That's all I'm saying. It's not worth the chance. Mm-hmm. It's not worth the chance. When what what, what do we? As far as humanity, right, and with everything we just discussed, what are, what is it that we need to to remind each other and everybody who's listening that in this time that they need to focus on or refocus on? God. <laughs> I mean, you know, for for me, it's whether it's this time or another time. You know, I think that, that the one thing people don't understand is that this the whole COVID nineteen. And don't get me wrong, I do understand that people are dying um, by the thousands, and you know, it is. It has been utterly just catastrophic to our society. Um, but the one thing that that people that I want people to understand is 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 that look, you know, we we have cancer, we have uh-huh. AIDS, we have the flu, we have you know. Um, 
what do you call it, when when people get sick with pneumonia, people have died from pneumonia. Um, you know, we've had situations where people have gotten a staph infection from a hospital and gotten septic and, and have died. We've had all these diseases um, other than just this, and, and, and still, you know, um, that that's killed people, that, that takes our loved ones. Um, that the focus on this COVID-19 hasn't stopped anyone dying from cancer. It hasn't. So, yeah, I, I say that to say is let's not put the spotlight on the COVID-19 because that's not what's killing us. Guns still kill our people, um, some more than others. You know, uh, any type of a gang violence, it, drugs. We have all these, um, I want to call them other demons or other spirits, you know, that that have the ability to, or that have taken, other you know, demons. us out of the game or loved ones, yeah. And it's, it's we're, we're burning our energy and waste, and I'm not saying we're wasting our time, but we're burning our energy on this one virus when we should be, we should have been praying for our nation before. We should have been practicing, you know, sanitizing and all that stuff before. That We need to be getting and growing closer to God. And I don't know if right. passes on, but, you know, there, there was this one story where um, in the Bible, and forgive me because I'm, I'm you know, I, I don't, no verses by heart, and I can't quote the Bible backwards and forwards and stuff like that. But there's this one story where I think God sent the plague through, mm-hmm. and and uh, and there was, you know, you had to put mark markings on the door, um, on your door, right? Do you do you remember what I'm talking about? I'm with you. I'm with you so far. We sent the plague, and then you had to mark the doors. Um, so to basically to clean out the, well, I shouldn't say to clean out, but to rid, it's almost like, you know, ridden, getting rid of the cancer out of his body of people, right? Because mm-hmm. if you look at, you know, if you look at God's people as a body, we make up the body of Christ. And so what he did was he sent the plague through to get the cancerous cells or the cancerous people out of his body. But then he became whole again because um, that's that's why we have the ability to procreate, right? And and the reason for that is to obviously bring our children and raise them, you know, in the name of the Lord. That's the purpose of our okay. Because we're God, we're God's people. So it, it not only would I urge people in this time, um, but in any time, you know, and and I. I know that we have different faiths and different believers, but whoever your God is, I know who my God is and who I pray to, you know, get closer, grow closer to your God and and, and strengthen your relationship and your, and your faith right. walk. Um, and then, you know, from that, you know, 
your family benefits. And it's, it's, it's certain things that you don't have to worry about when you walk so close with God. And, and he does things. Um, the crazy thing is it seems like he does it just for you. You know what I'm saying? Just because you've been obedient. And, and, it's, and it's like even in the midst of a storm, he can bring sunshine. You know, there's been, I mean, several cases or tons of cases that I've seen where you can be driving down the street and it's raining cats and dogs, but then as soon as you approach a stop sign a mile and a half down the road, it's sunshine. You ever you oh. ever wonder why the sunshine is there and it's raining somewhere else? You know, so even in the midst of a storm, God can still bring you sunshine or bring sunshine, you know. So it's just about that, being obedient, being being faithful and, and growing spiritually. Um, and not only that, but taking the information that you've learned to get to where you are and, and sharing it every once in a while with, with people who can benefit. No, you saying something. You go ahead on. You keep on. You keep on. You own it today. Stop you go ahead now. on. <laughs> no, no, we ain't gonna make this no dialogue now. No, excuse me. No, um, it's gonna be a dialogue. It's not gonna be a. What do you call it? See, my brain's running out of words. Oh no, it's not a lecture. That's no, but it's a teaching moment. It's a teaching moment. Yeah. So uh, teach us. I mean, you know, and and and, and again, I don't want to downplay this virus at all, at all. But I remember being nineteen or twenty years old, um, actually seeing someone die from AIDS. You ever, you ever seen someone die from AIDS? The stages uh, that no, they go no. through. No. Um, yeah, the the stages that they that they go through. Um, the first is is the physical, right? And then the the lesions and the sores, and you know, and then after the physical, the the mind starts to slip away. I, I had a cousin, as a matter of fact, and and she lived. Um, right next door to where I grew up, and uh, my grandma had passed had passed away that September, and I'd gone home, you know, for I think it was probably the Thanksgiving holiday or Christmas holiday, and I went over there, you know, walked across the hill to see her and stuff, and um, progressively, just I mean, it's like they get worse by the day, but you know, and I was over there and for a second, she it she knew who I was. And, and we were talking, you know, about school and stuff. And then um, she asked me how my grandma was doing. And it messed me up because I thought, you know, wait, grandma just died, you know. She didn't know that, you know. And I didn't know what to say or how to respond because I didn't know if she knew that my grandma had already passed away or not, you know. And I didn't know how it would affect her because she was family, and so I kind of, you know, had to dance around the subject and, and talk about different things. And, you know, she kept saying, tell God to send me sweet potato pie. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, honey, you ain't going to get no sweet potato pie on this side. 
You know, my grandma ain't here. Mm-hmm. But um, even just, you know, so I say that to say we have not only this corona, is this coronavirus taking our people. You know, all these pandemics, thousands of pandemics, hundreds of them, you know, it's, we, we have to not, let's not put the spotlight on one because while we're looking at this coronavirus, we have somebody dying of AIDS, somebody dying of cancer. We still have young black boys being shot. And they can't, like the media isn't giving any attention to police brutality or, you know, children being shot. Because right. we're so focused on this one thing. We have tunnel vision to this one thing. And sometimes when you have tunnel vision, you know, you you can't see that deer about to jump on your car. Because you're only looking straight. You know, your peripherals has, has been turned off. So you can't see a deer about to jump on your car. You can't see that child, you know, riding a bicycle across the street, you know, because you you so zoned in into this one pandemic that these other ones are killing us just as fast, just as easy. That's true. That's true. That's true. I think that, to your point, you know, this isn't, now that it affects everyone, it has gotten so many people's attention versus um, like you said, everything else that's been going on that no one mm-hmm. wants to address or wants to forget about. It's it's just as bad. It's just as bad. That's not... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just as bad. Mm-hmm. We, we've, we've forgotten all about, like you said, you know, the police brutality, and we've forgotten all about the uh, the, the freaking AIDS and and the homeless, and it's, it's so much. And we gotta remember that one is no, excuse me, more important than other. Mhm. I believe that's the part that that we're forgetting about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we see and see. That's that's the thing. It's it's like even when you talk about, you know, when you talk about the word and you talk about sin, you know, the Bible says there's no sin. No one sin is greater than the other. So if you, you know, so it's it's like, how do I cast judgment on you? You know, when when I'm out here doing something else, like I, I you know what I'm saying? I do. I do, and I believe that that's where the greatest issue come in. Once again, you know, I believe that the the, the the tactic of the enemy is to divert our attention from what's really going on. You know, mm-hmm. we we making we hyping this one thing up so far, and I'm not minimizing it at all. 
But all I'm simply saying to your point is they're hyping it up to minimize something else that's been going on. It's also been plaguing our country, you know, um, and that's mm-hmm. the unarmed black man getting shot, and that's the, uh, the homeless and the hungry and, and, you know, the impoverished people living in tents, you know, where the relief mm-hmm. to help these people. We're going to take this time real quick to mm-hmm. introduce Pastor to the line. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Good evening. I hope y'all can hear me. I'm not a... Uh, I hope y'all can hear me. <laughs> uh, we hear you just fine. Okay. Well, I, I don't know the subject or anything tonight. I'm um, actually out, but I uh, just wanted to call in at least for a little bit and uh, just just kind of listen in and see what's up for tonight. Man, we just we just trying to trying to you know realize or help someone else realize that it's a it's a lot of distractions out here, not only with this this COVID, but it's taking our attention off the other things. That's uh, been going on, you know, that needs just as much attention as the COVID. Uh, there we go. Welcome. <laughs> well, I haven't heard all of it, but I will. I will say this much, you know. I I, I do understand that there's a lot of uh, there's so many pandemics, if you will. I know the, the the COVID is, you know, front and center right now. I understand that. But there's there are other things out there that's, you know, that's killing people, that's um, ruining lives and things of that nature. And, you know, this one is going to give us an opportunity to um, absolutely get some things in order. And by that, I mean, let me just be personal with you. You know, um, I found out that my greatest enemy is not, um, you know, someone of another another uh, pub, a party, if you, if you will, political party. It's not necessarily someone that's uh, another race or creed or whatever. Uh, my greatest enemy is me. And a lot of times, you know, I've been looking to blame somebody, and there are plenty of blame, much blame to go around, but my greatest enemy, and I think maybe I'm speaking for a lot of other people, is, you know, it's really me because, you know what, I have not fully trusted God. I have not said, you know what, you know, a lot of times I'm looking for a fight. I'm looking for a way out. I'm looking for somebody to blame so I won't have to take, you know, personal responsibility. And so when I found out that, uh, as I'm finding out that my, my enemy is really me, I'm trying to you know, say, okay, okay, number one, uh, you know, first of all, God, forgive me. And then show me what I can do to put myself in alignment to make this thing better. You know, there are some people that's ordained to, to march and yell and scream and kick about it. I got to get out of here and I got to do something to help. You know, I'm not the yeller, I'm not the screamer, but I got to get out here and stop complaining about it and do something. I got to get out here and I got to help the young people. I got to get out here and, you know, use the platform that God has given me to, 
you know, to to open the eyes of, of people that have been blinded. You know, I got a lot of my colleagues, you know, a lot of my black and white colleagues that literally they're just dumb to what's going on in the world. And, you know, I I do see a lot of the problem and I'm I'm but I've been hesitant to, you know, to tell the truth, complete truth about it because I don't want to jeopardize, you know, my life, my lifestyle, my, you know, whatever. And and so, what I'm, what I'm, you're talking about, the, you know, the the the, the killing unarmed black men. Well, I've had an opportunity to actually, um, you know, address that, and I chose to address it, but not so much in the way it needed to be addressed, if you understand. I sugarcoated it. And so with this pandemic right now, what I'm finding out is, look, man, there are people dying, and it's time to tell the truth. It's time to be real. It's time to be honest. And it's time to face the real enemy, and that's me. If the Bible said the truth is going to set you free, freedom will never come if I don't tell the truth and don't live the truth. And so I'm trying to, when I got on here, one of you was talking about no sin is greater than the other. You know, what they're doing to my black brothers and sisters by shooting them, you know, is absolutely wrong. But for me not, you know, taking a stance and reaching out to my black brothers and sisters and helping to train them and show them that you are somebody and, you know, and all that, you know, I'm teaching them how to avoid the police rather than how to live a life that where you are protected more than you are right now. And I know that seems like I'm rambling, but it's just, you know, I'm finding out a lot of times people think the devil is this red joker with a, a long tail and a pitchfork and, you know, pointed, you know, things on his head and all that. No, sometimes if you want to find a real enemy, you look in the mirror, you know, and I don't mm. want us to get caught up with just blaming everybody. There's plenty of blame to go around, but it's got to start in my house, start in my house, you know, and I'm, I am, um, you know, I heard, I heard something that, you know, it disturbed me. Uh, it said that because of this, you know, pandemic and all this, uh, that, African Americans were at greater risk, you know, all because of uh, pre-existing conditions like high blood pressure, things like, uh, you know, uh, diabetes and things of that nature. Well, okay, let's just say that that's true. Well, my thing is I can get mad and say they formulated something else to kill black folk. I can do what I normally would do and get upset at that. Or I can say, you know what? Let me deal with the real issue. Let me stop feeding my kids pork chops and 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 fat back and chitlins, you know, just because I can afford to do it. Let me stop giving my kids all these sweets, you know, because that's a tradition in my family, and let me give them some fruit. You understand what I'm saying? So, in other words, instead of me blaming, you know, whoever it was that however this thing came about, uh, it's time for me to take responsibility and say, maybe my son is diabetic because I didn't nourish him properly. Maybe my son is, you know, maybe my family's got high blood pressure because, you know, I grew up eating fat back and I grew up eating pork chops and I grew up eating sausage straight off the hog and things like that. And so it not only does it taste good, but it's inexpensive and it's readily available to me. Why don't I just? What am I gonna learn and say? You know what? Let me do what's right. Let me let me let me 
nourish my family instead of feeding them. Let me just stop, mm-hmm. you know, doing this and teach them about fruits and vegetables. I'm not saying that, you know, we don't have problems, that people are not working against us. They are. I'll tell you that in a heartbeat. But at the same time, I have a responsibility. And it just, I'm upset at myself that it took me this long to come to my senses. I'm upset at myself that it took me this long to say, okay, you're already out here trying to kill me. And darn if I ain't gone half of my life, I'm killing me too. I'm just doing it in a legal way. You're killing me too. And that's just, just, right. just got me pissed off right now. You know, I'm overweight right now, not because, um, you know, I can't afford a gym membership. I don't have to have a gym membership. I got the outside. I've got, you know, the floor that I can do some sit-ups. And I don't, I don't need to do that many push-ups. I need to do some push-backs, push back from that table and, 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 and do the right thing. And so, man, that's, that's what's really just disturbing me right now. As I'm finding out, you know, since we've been, you know, quarantined and everything, I'm finding out that, that I'm as much of an enemy as, you know, anybody else. I'm just, I, I'm an enemy because what have I done? I, yeah, I love my children. But what have I done to protect them? What have I done to provide for them? What what exactly have I done? I've overfed them. I've medicated them with food. I've, you know, whenever I want to celebrate them, the first thing I want to do is what restaurant do you want to go to? For their birthday, the first thing I want to do is get them a cake for Christmas, for Thanksgiving. My family, you know, when they do come together, they come together and eat. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching them all eat. And that's why I don't want to even go to functions anymore. I sit there and I watch them eat. And the only thing we're doing is eating ourselves into a grave. And then they come back and say, pray for me. My blood pressure's up. And, you know, trading, you know, they're legal drug dealers, trading blood pressure pills. You give me two of these and I'll give you one of my anxiety pills. Man, come on. It's time for us to wake up. Yes, they're trying to, you know, they're shooting unarmed black men. Yes, they're doing something to the water in Flint. All that's legitimate. But I can't fight that battle until I take care of that battle that's on the inside of me, man. And it's just disturbing me right now. I mean, it's really just eating at me. And I got to get myself together. And we got to get ourselves together. Because, you know, if we ever do what we're supposed to do and come together, listen, we got greatness in us and nobody can defeat us. But we're so divided because we've never been taught to stand together. So I don't I know if that hits your subject. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't ahead, know if that has anything to do with what y'all talking about, but that's just that's just where I am right now. I believe that that's the reality of it. The reality of it, you know, um, we are our our own and enemy, and we get so easily distracted by everything else. We do what we're have been programmed to do versus doing what we know to do that's right. Uh, During this whole thing, my son, he comes, he was on punishment before, and part of his punishment was to come to the gym with me. And now he's essentially, I ain't going to say addicted, but he enjoys it. And now he's, you know, dad, we're going down tonight, right? And it, it makes me proud, right? So it, I say all that to say uh, he was before he got on on, on punishment. He had his phone, he had his uh, game, and he had all these other distractions. 
But once they was taken away, now it's like, you know, I'm going to go hang out with my daddy and realize that there's actually something else that I enjoy doing as well. But I was so distracted before, I didn't see it. And and even, you know, like, um, it, it wasn't even necessarily part of his punishment, but he was being punished. In the, and in the midst of us having a conversation about um, the consequence that he had to pay, he brought up another issue. And, you know, Pastor, I think you, you're right on it because the call tonight is about getting out of your own head. Right, and so um, during the conversation, he brought up a an issue or concern um, that he had, and and obviously, and in that we found out that it had been messing with him a little bit, and and we both sit there and said, you know, what, well, well, son, if you don't like this, if you don't like that, then you're the only one who can fix it, you know. So so starting to tonight, you know, there is no more complaining. There's only action. There's no more complaining about, you know, well, Mom, I don't like my arms. I don't know why you buy me these shirts because my arms are too big, you know, for these shirts, mm-hmm. or I don't like the way my arms look, you know. it's So so yeah. no more complaining about it. You know, we you will go down to the gym or, you know, my husband got everything set up down there, but you will go down there. You will, you know, lift some weights, and you'll start toning and fixing whatever you don't like. Because sitting here talking about the problem isn't going to fix the problem. You know, like we said, when we talk about diabetes and, and can't wait to get a slice of cake, well, talking about the diabetes ain't going to make it go away. <laughs> you know, the, eating the cake it definitely ain't going to help. So it's a matter of, you know, like you said, what are you going to do? You know, we sit and we wallow and we become and we make ourselves victims you know, we're victims of our own selves, you know, because we we trap ourselves in, in, in our mind and and it makes us think that, you know, we're in something that we absolutely cannot get out of. And you are right. You have problems with, I have, fam- you have problems with high blood pressure. I have family members affected with gout. And and what contributes heavily to that is, is pork. But every time I turn around, you know, they're still cooking Dixie. They're still eating chitlins. They're still frying pork chops. They're still, you know, eating ham. And, you know, if, if they could find a hog head somewhere, they'd probably go ahead and eat that. But you can hardly Call even get teams. up and walk, you know. So it's, it's just kind of one of those things that where we become a prisoner of our own mind simply because, I don't know, maybe we're, we're lazy. You know, we don't think we can. Um, we, we're we so used to being the victims that we don't know how to be victorious. I don't know. Now, I have a, so I don't have anybody that's, that's, that has gout or the gout, as they say, but I have family members that, that has the doubt. And that's one thing that's just as bad as any other physical illness, you know, to where they – they doubt that they can do anything. Oh, I don't want to do it because I I feel what if I'm not good at it? Or uh ooh, I better not do it, I just play it safe. You know. Um but I think that that's just as bad as you know, 
the people that's eating the pork or the hog head or whatever else. Yeah. I mean, you know, it it's Thomas the Train or like a little train that could. I think I can. I think I can. We don't, you know, that is not being fed into into our spirit or into us, you know, and it's, you know, even our little ones will say, I can't, I can't. And it, we have to constantly say, yes, you can, you know, try, stop, try, you know, put your sock on, the gray goes on the bottom. I can't do it. Yes, you can. You know, um, so it's teaching and, that's and, what and me reanimating up. Now, you and repeating. You asked a question earlier, where do we get this, this, this fear from? Where do we get it from? You know, where did you get this from, this I can't? You know, do you even know what it means? And and it at first that kind of burned me up, but it was like you know, this is an opportunity for me to remove this, and it's easier to remove this from his vocabulary than when he gets thirty. Right, and the thing is, is they don't know, you know, and I don't know if Pastor Stallone, but I think I think even the Bible says that you know, like you have to. Well, I know it says you have to train them. Um, but it, it's kind of like if you don't train them, then then anything starts to take over, and and they hear these words I can't, and Everything's while they're using them in the correct context, they don't necessarily know what it means or know the impact of saying it, and they don't know that their words have power. They don't know if they say I can do it, then they actually can do it, and they will do it. So. You know, again, it's like I told you what we had, what I had to tell the oldest one. You tell your brain what to do. You don't let your mind run you. You know, you have to speak it. Say it. I can do it. Or I, I'm going to be quiet or I'm going to take a good nap. Because, you know, even when our toddler, you know, our four-year-old, he says, you know, I'm going to take a good nap. When he says that, when he lays down on that couch, what does he do? He goes to sleep, and he takes a good nap. Mm. Well, that word well, "can't" has been ingrained has been ingrained in us, and, and it's time for it to be, you know, put to bed. Because you know, you were talking about the mind. Uh, the truth of the matter is, if you read the Bible, uh, at least I, I can't say what's not there, but over the last 20-plus years that I've been reading and studying the Bible, when it references the mind, it always talks about, you know, it's not talking about the mind of Christ. It talks about renew your mind. It just always says your mind, your mind. In other words, it, to me, it's letting us know that our mind belongs to us and we don't belong to our mind. And so mm. if our mind belongs to us, we're responsible for feeding it. We're responsible for, you know, what, what what we in other words, we can't let our mind dictate our life. We should tell our mind what to do. We need to take authority mm-hmm. over our mind. That's the, that's the way mm-hmm. that it is. We have to take authority over our mind. We just you know you have to you know some kind of way uh, you know encourage yourself. Say, say something to help you to hold on. Just don't say, well you know I, I can't do it. You know that's just that just runs in my family. Well, just because it runs in the family doesn't mean it has to run in you. 
there's there's some changes that we can make, you know, and 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 but for whatever reason, we let our mind tell us that we can't do this, we can't have that, we'll never come out of this, you know, and we listen to so many different reports. There's no, you know, cure for diabetes. There's no cure for cancer. There's no cure for and and so while I respect that, but our mind should tell us we should tell, you know that okay, there's not a cure for it. But there is a healing for it. It just makes any sense. So, so maybe man mm-hmm. don't know what to do for it. Maybe that's not a medication for it. But if we truly believe in God, we can believe that yes, I will be healed of this. Yes, I will be delivered of this. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I, you know, nurture my body the right way. That I exercise. That I, you know, I do everything that you know I'm supposed to do. And then God's going to do what I can't do, and I'm going to be able to avoid some of these things that they say, I, you know, I can't ever come out of. You know, now there's going to be some things that we have to live with. The Bible said there's this thing called a thorn in the flesh. You know, you it's just the Lord leaves something there for us to, you know, call us, make us keep calling on him. But, man, I'm telling you, uh, if we take authority over our mind, if we feed our mind, if you if you if the only thing you read is Sports Illustrated and Ebony Magazine, your mind can only go as far as you tell it. I mean, but if you mm-hmm. go and read, uh, there's a, there's a magazine out there that I just I just love it. I love it, and I don't ask me why I love it, but I love it. It's called the Rob Report, and in the Rob Report, oh, it's some of the oh most man, expensive... <laughs> yes, I love that magazine, man. <laughs> I love yes, it. Sir. I just, I just love it, man. I mean, I, I can't get enough of it, you know. And uh, well, the Dupont, you know, and, and I look at what is it? The Dupont Registry as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But see that 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 gets my that gets my juices to flow, and it, it makes me, you know, when I read Motivated. the other magazines, I'm reading about their life. But the other things, the things that I'm reading now, man, it. it it makes me say, you know what? One day I can do this. I I, I can have this. I can handle that. I, you know, that's what we need. It's it's what we're putting into our mind. You know, expand mm-hmm. that mind. We need to expand that mind. Mhm. You know, I'm smiling. I'm not surprised. I know if anybody was going to be on it, it was going to be you, with the Rob report. So. <laughs> But you're absolutely right. It's, it's what you feed yourself. You know, if, if all you feed yourself is the news and, and, and the negativity and, and, and you know, where people pretty much thinking for you and telling you how to think, then you're going to be very limited. Now, once you start going beyond your, your normal thinking limits, you know, to, to being able to dream, as they say, and, and visualize, then you actually started growing. Now you have something that you can look forward to. That's the difference. Yeah. In my in my opinion. That's it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And we don't. I I don't know, man. I'm just. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Y'all go ahead and talk. I'm just listening. Well, I limit I limit my conversation with certain people for that reason. Um, if, if if we can't quote unquote dream and, and and speak on it together and build on it together, then it's really no no sense of us conversing. 
right? Because if we're not moving forward, then we're going backwards. And if you can't, we can't sit here and talk about what, man, I had a cut list back in the days. Bro, I don't, I don't care about that, man. I'm trying to get this, this mega yacht. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get, you see what I mean? I'm like, I'm trying to go forward. So that's, that's, you have those people that will steal your dream. And when you start looking at, you know, television, it's a distraction. It's, it's giving you diversions to where you're not even thinking about dreaming. Only thing you're doing is your spirit has become sad and depressed because of what you're seeing on the news. And then it's not even your situation, but you make it to it. They have, have absolutely nothing to do with you. But you make it yours. Now, you can take it and use it as a learning tool when you start talking to your kids and say, hey, you know, when you start interacting with certain people, you know, you might want to watch or this is how you do it or what have you versus just being dumb to it and keeping them dumb. You know, oh, oh, you 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 both of you you right. I remember, you know, when I was growing up, oh, my grandma kept the news on all the time. I mean, there was this one show she would she would watch at six a.m. Like uh, I think it was called The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. She would watch that, and then, of course, like Columbo and Heat of the Night was always on whenever whenever you know she she would catch it. But I remember I would wake up. She would be watching the news in the morning. When I came home from school, she was watching the news. And then at night, she was watching the news. And I thought, oh, goodness, man. It, it was nothing but negative stuff. And, you know, I think mm-hmm. that she was watching it, obviously, because during that time, I mean, by the time, you know, like that that was how they knew what was going on in the world. And then they had newspapers and stuff. But now I remember saying to myself, you know what, when I grow up, I will never have the news on in my house. No one will ever walk into my house and my TV will be on the news. I'm not watching it, ever. And to this day, I have kept my word. I do not watch the news. And sometimes, I know my husband, you know, I hope my husband don't think I'm slow because he'll be telling me about stuff. Did you hear about so-and-so? Nope. Sure didn't. And it's because I I pick and choose what I feed myself. Just like I decide mm-hmm. what I want to eat for dinner. I decide what I want to what I want to feed my spirit and what I want to read, and whether I want to mm-hmm. read the news or read about the coronavirus, or whether I want to go and I want to read about something different. Um, that is my choice because I refuse to let the media scare me into anything. You're not going to mm-hmm. scare me into voting, or not going to scare me into not voting. You're not going to scare me into not going to the grocery store. I believe that, one, God got it all under his control. Two, that there's something more important not to take anything from the coronavirus, again, but there are other important pandemics that need to get this attention to. Um, Here we are for months. We've shut down businesses. People are unemployed. You know, people are going to lose their homes. They're going to lose their cars. People have had to take their children out of daycare, um, which in turn may result in people losing their jobs because they're not going to be able to perform as well enough. Um, You know, and while we're giving all this attention to people with the virus, 
that that's dying, we're not talking about the people that's making it. We're not talking about the 97% or the 96% survival rate. We're not talking about what you can do to to stay alive, what you can do to stay healthy. We're not talking about eating organic. We're not talking about, you know, limiting pork and, and different things like in limiting wine or alcohol. You, we're not talking about any of that. And then, you know, everybody has something to say because, you know, Georgia decided to open up um, this, that, and the other, and there are articles out there called, you know, talking negative against the governor. But the fact of the matter is is that we can't run from a, a, a pandemic. We simply cannot. If I think the result of fear is more catastrophic than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, because people are are going to act differently. Like people aren't going to let their children go outside and, you know, do different things. And, and people are going to stop living out of fear. And I don't, I don't think that that's what God wants us to do. I agree with you. We're going to um, take this time to introduce uh, Ronell to the line. Good evening. Good evening, you guys. Sorry I'm late, but I'm definitely um, available and listening. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'm eating. But, I'm having a late dinner as well, so I will be on mute on and off, but keep going. Thank you. Miss um, Quick, go ahead. I, I, um, you know, I was just saying that, um, you know, again, the consequences of, I guess, the letting the media control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the the news or control um what we hear is is more catastrophic than the virus itself. I mean you think about I, agree. I mean <laughs> people are talking about I people are talking well. about the the thousands and thousands that that's died. And I understand that and God knows I'm not taking away from that at all. But nobody has stopped to say or to feel or understand that the unemployment rate is what, twelve million? How many millions of people have, have applied for unemployment benefits? How many jobs have been lost? How many homes will be lost? How many people cannot eat because they are, you know, people who work in retail shops, which have been closed, um, gas stations, which have probably cut back, you know, on, on staffing. So we're talking about the people that we're losing, and I get it. I don't want to take anything from them, but but we're we're not talking about the people who are still living and and have or experiencing these adverse effects to a closed economy. They're people who are literally not getting paychecks, and the government wants to send what twelve hundred dollars stimulus. I'm I'm not trying to be funny, and and don't take this in the wrong way, but. $1,200 wouldn't even pay our monthly daycare bill. You understand what I'm saying? So that is not 
Like, that's not enough for these people who have lost their jobs to be able to do anything with. I mean, with everybody, a family of five, they're lucky if $1,200 can feed everybody. Yeah, let's call it for what it is. Being it's home a, every a day, all day, three bribe. meals a day. It's a $1,200 bribe. That's all it is for you to vote. Yeah, that's this, exactly this what it is. is. That's exactly that's all what it is. is. <laughs> that's that's all exactly fact, what it the, is. Let's call it exactly, the, like exactly said, what it is. $1,200 more. Well, they got to come with more than that. that. It's just, so it's, I mean, so it's, so it's, please. Continue. No, no, no. I was about to say. So, I mean, Mr. Quick, like you said, right? Twelve hundred dollar bribe. It feels like exactly what it is. Hey, you know, we're doing something to stimulate the economy to keep you guys going while we go through this tough times. But we can't give you any answers past. Hey, we just want you to stay shut in. People are dying. Millions and millions are dying. No, thousands are dying. I'm sorry. Nobody died yet. But like, we're still working on a cure and the cure is going to leave us off that. No, we don't have a cure. It's like every single day, as you guys have both said, it's, it's just a kind of a seesaw, right? Of mm-hmm. Who's right. Who's wrong. Oh, huge who, has contradiction. An who doesn't have an answer. Huge contradiction, right? Which puts you as, or puts, I should say everyone at adverse, uh, positions because it's like at your foundation, what do you believe? Mm-hmm. Right? Do you believe that God has you? You know, no matter what, do you believe that? You know, I, I spoke with a young man uh, today that talked about, hey, man, you know, do all I can do and stand and know that God is. So I'm like solving everything down, I'm cleaning everything, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and just standing and trusting that the Lord is. And I'm like, yeah, but like, if you really just sit and think about it, it sounds crazy. Like, everything that's going on, like, if you think about the idea of cross-contamination, if you think about, you know, and this is if you're sitting and thinking about it, right, based upon this quick, what you said as far as the news is concerned. The news totally screwed up my day. So, I mean, I'll let you guys continue to talk, but, like, I feel like it's a a Mitch mode for me. I'm I'm in a Mitch state at this point. I can dig um, it, Mr. Quick. You understand what I'm saying, but like, oh, you know, 100%. so I'm gonna so I'm gonna just let y'all talk because again, right, like the social outlets and the uh, areas of others have allowed have been uh, infiltrating into my own thinking, which has caused me some frustration. But keep going. Mm. I'm gonna let y'all roll. Well, I I do believe that. That God do got us. That's the foundation. You know, once we we know that we do our part, we do our 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 humanly possible, our carnal part of keeping things clean. You know, just because I know God got me doesn't mean that I'm gonna go and you know rub some chicken and fish and then lick my hands, lick the palm of my hands. That's not gonna happen. You know, because God may not get me just for being stupid. So. Uh, I'm not going to chance that. So I'm going to do my part and keep it clean. And, and I know that God will bring me through this just like he brought me through everything else. And the only difference with this, like I was telling the missus earlier, the only difference with this versus everything else, I usually ask for forgiveness. Then, you know, seek God before. That's the only difference with this. So if nothing else come out of this, that has. 
because usually it's like, God, you know, I need you to intervene because you know how I am. Or I'm going to go to heaven, ooh, God, if you get me out of this, I ain't going to do it no more. But now it's like, God, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what's going on, I know you got us. You know, and, I, and I'm and i one, I limit my news intake. I, you know, I'll go and read. I just need to see when they go open the city back up or when they go open the state back up. And everything else, none of that, your numbers that y'all try to give me, don't it don't bother me none because I don't trust them. I don't know who 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 took took, took the tally. I don't know who if y'all only got eleven tests, how y'all gonna say that fifteen hundred people got it? You know, I, I I I don't know what to trust. So all I do know is God is because He has been, and He said He will be, and I can just lean on that. Oh, who I ran off? I don't ran somebody off. Yeah, I get quiet like that. Yeah. I'm nervous. I thought I... I'm with you, Miss Quick. You with us? Yeah, well said. Well said. Hey, hey, the way the way Mister Quick talking, I don't know. Is Pastor still on? Miss Quick preaching over. No, nah, I had to step. I had I had to step in for him. He uh, his call dropped, so <laughs> I had to step in. You know, I just no can't quote the books, but I can tell you, well. <laughs> And let him uh, transcribe it later on, but yeah, that's yeah. that's that's just what it is, man. You know, we we got to make sure that we look at we use the news as a media, as knowledge, but we don't realize that it's actually a distraction. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Because as long as we listen yes, to what the news is telling us, we're not listening for what God is telling us. Mhm. And I think that's. Back to our original saying, as quick is, you know, that's that's the foundation. Mr. Quick, I think that was the most uh, eye-opening moment of my life when I got into the master's program of psychology, and they mm-hmm. talked about just the media, right? They just talked about... Like I, I think we had probably about a good four to four to six weeks on the news and the media, and who's in control of what, who, you know, um, like what are the initiatives, what are the reasons why they speak on certain things versus other things, and it blew my mind within those beginning, you know, psychology courses to understand that media controls a lot of the way the entire country thinks. Mhm. Mhm. So like if you look at the media, who, who controls the media? No, go ahead. But who controls the media? That's where I mean that's where you that's where you go to the again, right? You you go higher up and you say the the millionaires billionaire the people in "Quote unquote authority figure, uh, authoritative position." So certain things you look at is it's only because it's been edited. Remember now, it's just it's just it propagates fear. Media is mm-hmm. is a tool to transmit information. Mm-hmm. That's what that's mm-hmm. what media. So the government actually controls the media. Mm-hmm. If you go into the to the dark web and look at the same thing here, they got to edit it in order for it to be viewable here. 
because there's different standards. Mm-hmm. So when I see it on the news and it has been edited, it already has been, it's, it's a lie. It's not factual. So it's not fact that being said, how mm-hmm. do I know that y'all haven't edited some other stuff, some other articles? Mm-hmm. And why did y'all edit it? And it's on rotation. Which we already know repetition brings on retention. So it's brain it's a brainwashing mm-hmm. tactic. Yep. Whatever you watch this morning, you're gonna watch this evening. And you're gonna be reminded it's on the loop. of yeah. Yep, it's on the loop. You know, I think I heard Miss Quick say how uh her grandparents or mother or whomever uh might have been watching the news from morning, noon to night. And a lot of that is that same fear tactic, right? It's just building up and creating a, the belief of something being detrimental to yourself. So let, right. me, let me just ask a question. It just came up when, when, when he said that, right? So this is probably unrelated, but y'all can, you know, go wherever you want to go with it because I need to learn something real quick. So... Do you think that, because it, it sounded like this, back in the slavery days when we had masters, right? You remember, mm-hmm. you know, how, well, I can say do you remember because we weren't there, but you know how um, they would you know, use the Bible to train us, and then, like, every, mm-hmm. you would have mm-hmm. Bible study times, mm-hmm. um, right? So what I'm well, hearing is that, the media is almost like the master, and and mm-hmm. so what's what's happening is is they they're taking these um, these times and they're intervening intervening in our daily lives and our daily schedule to brainwash. You know what I'm saying? To teach to, to brainwashers. To I was gonna say to train us, but basically mm-hmm. to, to brainwashers and and you know scare us into doing. What they want us to do, want us to do. because mm-hmm. they have an agenda, you know. So, yep. and, and and then you take that a step further. You look at how um, this this whole pandemic and the whole shutdown and all this stuff started right in the midst of primaries. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Georgia, I don't know about no any other state, but Georgia had early voting, and I think early voting was we went for about three days. Before everything shut uh-huh. down, maybe maybe yep. a week, you know, say a week, and and then suddenly everything shut down, voting polls, everything closed. So, do, do we think that the the elections are going to be, you know, we come around, they they're saying, oh, this is going <laughs> to go through June, we'll have another wave in the fall, you know. So yes, so come fall, come time to vote in November, yeah, we're going to have another wave of the, of the COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be it'd be, it'd be yep. COVID two X then COVID twenty, but you're absolutely right. It, it is one of those things, and and it's going to be heard over and over again to remind the people that I gave you twelve hundred dollars when you didn't have work, when you didn't bring money in. I gave you twelve hundred dollars. Yep, I'm your mark, savior. Mark my word. I right. was your savior. I'm. I was your savior, so I should also be your favorite. So mm-hmm. remember that when you go to the polls. That's why we talk about that bride. <laughs> right, that's, that's, that's what it is. Because 
There's no signature. Hold up, real quick, Rick. I'm sorry. Remember, he didn't yeah, no, sign his ahead. name on the check. He stamped his name on the check. When when you get a check from the government, it's a signature by the treasurer, just like on a dollar bill. But mm. why is your name in bold, not bold, but scripted letters to where it's recognized? Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why they wasn't doing direct deposit. They mailing them out so you can see. Because mm. direct deposit, you don't that's see fine, a check. Direct deposit, you don't get a check. No, nah, you didn't get yours because you make too much. <laughs> I didn't know that was a call. You didn't I mean, think I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't think I caught on to that. Yeah, I caught it. Look, I was just trying to figure out why I didn't get mine, but keep going. <laughs> Not ready to pop. But that's 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 what that's what that's what it's about. At first, it was supposed to be direct deposit. Then it was like, now nah, you gonna get live. Well, first, I'm sorry, it was live check. Then it was like, no direct deposit. But then they said that the system messed up with direct deposit, so they go mail out live checks. Okay. Well, one think about this. When I went to try to go to the bank today, yeah, people outside of the bank because you only can let you know two or three people in at a time. So how is that really gonna work? But it doesn't matter if it works as long as you see my name on there. You'll know you who it is. As long as you keep looking down at that check. You keep looking down at that mm-hmm. check. See my name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See my name. Who's your dad? Who gave you the funds? Right. Hey, who's your who's dad? Your dad? <laughs> that's, that's funny you say that. But, yeah, but, but you know. Like, like that is, but but it also makes me think about the fact of, like, Georgia was the last state to shut down, pretty much. Like, right around the last few states to shut down. And we the first mm-hmm. state to open back up, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems and it seems to me the only places or the main places that they're talking about opening up first are the places where African Americans would congregate or would frequently go or would be a priority. I should say. Um, and it's just, I mean, I'm not looking. I, I hate to go black and white because so many people in our past have, and I try to stay stay away from that, right? There's no man that kept me from doing whatever, right? But at the mm-hmm. same time, there's an, there's an ideal that kept our ancestors, ancestors away from progress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So understanding and knowing that that ideal is still out there allows me to just kind of be aware of what could be. Mm-hmm. And that to watch everything in the way that it's happening, it just kind of puts a, not a red flag, but a light bulb above my head and say, hmm, what does common sense say? Mm. Common sense mm-hmm. you shut everything down. Now, out of the blue, I ain't seen nothing turn around, no changes being made. I don't know. Again, just like you, Mr. Quick, I don't watch the news. So maybe they show something on the news that shows like, that there was a miracle and everything is cured and everything is good, so we're going back to work. <laughs> like, I don't know. Right? I don't know. I missed that one. But, you know, to say, hey, you know, we understand that even with opening the states back up and doing this, that a lot of people will be dying. It's like, I don't understand how that makes sense. Common sense doesn't tell me that that's sensible. Mm. Help me. 
help me. But then, well, but, but when you think about it, the same people, the same people that that controls the media, right? The government. Mm-hmm. Who does the CDC work for? They don't work for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. How do we haven't seen, and, and don't get me wrong, they, they post their data, they post numbers, but quite honestly, have, how do we know what they're posting is true? Mm-hmm. How do we know that thousands of people, because now nobody, you don't hear any stories about people dying from, from cancer, everybody's dying from the coronavirus, complication of the coronavirus. Complications well, of the, well, you, you know, know, everybody's dying from that. Well, you know, they had cancer and then now they're dying of the coronavirus because they had cancer. <laughs> right. Right. So it's, it's like, okay, well, you know, who, you, you, I can't trust the media. I can't trust the CDC. We can't even trust the president. So, again, it's, it's one of those where, you know, we go back to the roots. I'm going to trust God because I know how big my God is, you know, and, and, and you know, like, he is and how consistent he is. You know, it, 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 didn't, didn't he help a blind, make a blind man see? A crippled man walked, yeah. he had a woman with an issue mm-hmm. of blood, you know, so for mm-hmm. me, uh, hey, if he, if I got somebody of that statute on my side, uh, I ain't watching no media, I ain't reading no mm-hmm. CDC numbers. I'm gonna go right mm-hmm. on with God. Mm-hmm. Because the only thing you can do is report. You, the only thing you do is report the the the, the catastrophes. You, you you don't you're not reporting the success. Nobody wants to hear about right. success. Like you said, it's a 97 percent mm-hmm. chance survival. Nobody talks about that. But you're gonna definitely stress mm-hmm. the fact that six people died last week. Now, granted, all mm-hmm. numbers like close to hundred, so they probably confidently go anyway, you know. But right. that's sure they part of y'all. They're not going to release out. that part. No, no, they're not. And that's that's you know when you start talking about the government ploy is to they control you by fear. So everything they put mm-hmm. out is fear. They don't want they don't want the, 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 the whites to like the blacks. They don't want the blacks to like the whites. They don't want nobody to like the Indians. And now y'all don't got the, the Asians thrown in there too to where everybody's just afraid of each other. Remember, divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to come together. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Because, because now, you, you, you know, now. Real quick, because you only Go got 42,000 members of the armed services, but you got, you know, 10 times that is, is civilians. So if we if mm-hmm. we keep y'all divided, we still got control. Mm-hmm. Because now the stereotypes, you know, like where where blacks suffer from stereotypes, obviously, um, you mm-hmm. know, and so do so does uh, well, the whites, Indians, and Indians or and Middle Eastern or, or people, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Middle Eastern who, you know, so they 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 also since nine eleven have have suffered from stereotypes, and, and now mm-hmm. every time you walk past an Asian, what what you thinking, <laughs> like? I don't want to go eat on noodles, you know. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I don't want to order no Chinese food. I don't, you know, I ain't messing with that because it, what, 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 what did the president do? He got on TV and he was Wuhan. It came from China. This is the China virus, you know. And this, this virus the Kung came Fu from China. Virus I know where it came from. 
it came from China, mm-hmm. you know, and and kept saying it. Um, and so now, you know, we again, like like the husband said, you know, divide and conquer. You you divided us yet again, and um, and now, you know, you it's time for you to take control or more control. The attempt. Yep. Yeah, but remember now, he said he loved, well, I mean, he loved the poorly educated. The poorly educated is not going to realize that you was praising China. Then you said it came from China. Then you said that it's not. They're not holding on to the things you said in the past, but they just seeing what you're saying right now. Which, like I was saying earlier, that it's a huge contradiction. It's always a contradiction. Always a contradiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Yeah. He remember, well, I mean, even in the 80s, when he was talking about running for president, he said he would make a mockery of it, and he would destroy it. And now, here you go, running for president. What made me think what you said at first, you know, like Maya Angelou says, you know, they show you who they are the first time, believe me. What made me think mm-hmm. it was going to be different this time? Right. right. He doing just what he said he was going to do. And and the saddest mm-hmm. thing, again, and the saddest thing is, is he's trying to trying to get the opportunity to do it all over again. But what y'all don't realize is, I don't know if you've been paying attention, is they're trying to enact a a domestic civil war. Right now, he's talking about liberate certain places. You got these these ignorant Confederate flag waving folk who first thing they're doing is going, stand out there with their guns, wanting to protest. And then you got, in the same, same, you got the people who are anti-vaccine out there picketing. And then you got the one that's anti-government out there picketing. And then you got the white supremacist picketing. And you got the black supremacist picketing. Everybody at the same rally. Yeah. Where are we going? Who's, who, what cause are we here for? We're here for something. Oh, hate. That's the only thing we all have in common. Hate. I'm going to let y'all have it. I'm, I'm going to sit down. So I'm <laughs> I'm going to go in this and out and relight my cigar. Y'all done, y'all done got me up. My blood pressure getting high. It's, it's these skins are even. No, nah, man, bring it back down. Bring it back down. Bring it back down. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, bro, it's, it's, it's a popularity contest that, you know, the wrong side is winning, right, in a sense of the negative, which has always been more, uh, more eye-appealing. Uh, the negative virtue is just more exciting than the positive, right? If you look on anything on mm-hmm. on social or if you put out a positive message on Instagram, I guarantee you, or Facebook or whatever, right? I guarantee to you the negative image that you put out gets more views, likes, reshares, and all of that whatnot. It's almost mm-hmm. guaranteed, right? And it's almost like, hey, because we're providing, uh, we're providing opportunity for the negative to to grow, in a sense. And what I feel like this uh, governmental, you know, leadership or, you know, the folks of influence have done is taken, you know, kind of that popularity aspect and said, hey, what's mm-hmm. up? Oh man, mm-hmm. you know, fear sales, negative sales. But hey, let's push mm-hmm. that because with that we can win. 
So well, that we can generate more revenue because now, out of fear, you right. got people buying guns and they buying up all the toilet mm-hmm. paper, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and and everything. So yeah, fear does sell. Man, I don't even think I went through half of my one purchase of toilet paper that I um, did at Sam's Club. Like I bought the big pack, you know, the the big like thirty two rolls or whatever. We about halfway through, and I'm like, man. I've seen people with, like, three and four of them bad boys. I don't know how much they eating or releasing, but, buddy. Right. Like, the first thing you do is running by toilet paper. Because because we're ignorant, right? We hear virus, and the first thing we start thinking of, well, this virus, remember, (laughs) uh, swine flu affected your, your bowels or intestinal. You know what I mean? So, of course, you're using the bathroom mm-hmm. more. You was defecating mm-hmm. more. This right here is respiratory. So, what the hell are you going to do? Mummify yourself? <laughs> With all that toilet paper? Right. It's, it's, right. It, it doesn't have the same effect. But, once again, the poorly educated, we're going to go out and buy all the toilet paper. Mm-hmm. But remember now, if you go to the market, you didn't you saw all the vitamin C and all the the, the, the vitamins there. No one touched those. Mm. Again, the poorly educated. Also, again, showing me that there are more poorly educated people in this country, in this world, than there are educated people. Right. That's and why Hillary, that's why Hillary Clinton lost. And I don't say educated in the sense of like school knowledge. Classic. I mean, just right. common sense education. <laughs> like, Right. Remember, he he said he he was targeting the poorly educated, and Hillary was trying to target the educated. <laughs> we see who won, right? <laughs> right. Everybody right here don't have have PhDs and 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 all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Easily led. Like it's easy for somebody to take a W two job than a ten ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, I, some people need a daddy. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? That, that should have been the topic. Who's your daddy? <laughs> Why y'all tripping? I know, I know. Some people don't even know what a 1099 is. There you go. There you go. Okay, a W-9? I don't know. Did that provide more clarity or no? That confusing. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm just saying, no. you know. Yeah, they don't. There's some people don't know, like a 1099. What? Well, but see, remember though, that's from. the difference in that's that's the difference in those that pay taxes and those that are paid, True. you know, into it, and those that receive taxes, mm-hmm. tax re- refunds, and all this kind of stuff. I don't get a refund. Mm-hmm. I get a bill. <laughs> So you saying the same? So you saying the same reason I didn't get my uh, stimulus check? <laughs> he, he probably he probably get a bill too, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna keep, hey. We're gonna keep this conversation right. Going. There's some people taking advantage of stimulus, and we're taking advantage of the the tax extension deadline. Right, right. Which I'm, I'm celebrating the fact but... that. Listen, bro. No. Listen, wait a minute. They're not even they're not even processing mm-hmm. payments. <laughs> You're right. You're right. 
So, but like, this hey, is that's that's with that, two right? more days of the keeping in the account. So, but let's let's talk about that, right? So, tax tax extension. If I can mm-hmm. hand you over my paperwork, why do we need to get an extension? Ain't nobody there to process it. Oh yeah, I think they. Yeah, I know everything's done by computer. Mm-hmm. We do everything by computer. Ain't no... But ain't nobody there to process hey. it. So, in that case, in this current case. Understood. I'm saying in the normal case, well, never mind. That's another mm-hmm. conversation. That's another podcast. But like, but yeah, man, the the idea of being self-sufficient, becoming self-sufficient, but then at the same time becoming educated on who's controlling what. Mm-hmm. Should that be the Should that be the key, Mister Quick? Yes, that is. You definitely got to be. You definitely have to be. Educated on, on on your role, right? The reason why I say your role in specific, because you were mentioning how they said how they put people back to work where black folks were congregating. Well, once they opened it up and said that, oh, all y'all self-employed people can now file for income to, uh, uh, unemployment. We didn't y'all didn't realize how many people actually was was working was self-employed. Mm-hmm. So now we should take that and say, hey, remember now, we, we, we don't want to got this bitch back open. So if we stop, we can shut this bitch back down because obviously our numbers make a, a difference. We impact mm-hmm. some shit. You know what I mean? But ain't nobody seeing that part. Mm-hmm. So that's what the knowledge, that's what the knowledge really comes in at. Mm-hmm. You got to know, you got to know what, what it is that y'all, who y'all really affecting. Because remember, we keep y'all on the news looking presentable. We keep y'all looking mm-hmm. trustworthy. Because, you know, y'all ain't been groomed. Y'all ain't been, and hair ain't been done. Now y'all looking like everybody else. Right, right. Your own lighting, your own I'm video. just saying. Shooting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Boy, you preaching. Boy, right. you preaching right now. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, pastor, better look out because the boy is preaching right here. Or maybe nah, you just preaching to the choir. So. Look, look, look. Hey, I'm just, just preaching to I'm the choir. I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. I'll teach before I preach. I just yeah, want y'all to yeah. realize that y'all that y'all have power. No, but I mean, you're right. That y'all have power. I, I mean, and, but that's, that's, that, that's where we go back to the lack of knowledge. Would you say, Mrs. Quick? I mean, like a lot of us lack the knowledge of you know what power we have, and what difference that we yeah. make in in the community, in the in the marketplace, even. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because it's it's kind of for me, um, you know, it's kind of like you flip flop it a little bit, you know, because don't get me wrong, I know that the hospital and and you know some of the the first responders are very, very necessary and are essential. But you got some people who are, you know, telemarketers or, or just because, you know, they work in a cubicle or, or a single office behind a computer and they don't have to have human contact. You know, what makes them essential? You know, for me, the essential workers are the ones who are the 1099s who have their own business mm-hmm. and keep 
you know, you know, keep us going. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it be you know independent contractors or or whatever, um, those folks are essential or just as essential. I want to add on to that. Um, even if it's just for morale purposes or for you to clear your head, we the ones that that you see to reset to go to put up with the folk in the workplace in corporate America or at home or what have you. So we're just as mm-hmm. essential. <laughs> You know, if you go see your therapist or you go see your doctor because you need, uh, you know, your knee looked at because you bumped it or what have you, I'm the one you come see when, you know, at, at the end of the week when you're, your mind isn't right. I'm the one who you, who resets mm-hmm. you to go home so you can do this shit all over again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we started off the call talking about, you know, hitting that reset button, getting out of your own mind and and hitting the reset button and and starting back over, you know. So it's it's one of those things that (laughs) I don't think that, you know, that we really realize is that we we do things even for, what do you call it, massage therapy. You know, like Mm -hmm. that's a reset button. You know, um, mm-hmm. barber, cosmetologist, that those are reset mm-hmm. buttons. Even, you know, like I, I never really watched football, but Deion Sanders, he, he said, you know, I remember he was he had a show and he told his son, you know, his son was going out door to door to sell some candy bars at some school. And, you know, he was basically like, you know, when you when you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, yep. you play good, you know. So and when you play good, all they of pay that, good. Yes. like self-care, yeah. Self-care um, is priority. You know, some people get depressed. Like, I get depressed when I look at my hair and, mm-hmm. you know, I can see all my grays. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I think I thank God that, that he's blessing me with them. But the fact of the matter is I like to look a certain way because I like to feel a certain way. And when you take mm-hmm. that from me, you know, and it's, it's kind of like you, with anything, it's – you. Pit bulls or or a dog, you know, you have a dog that is a work dog, but you put him in a cage. Mm-hmm. What do you think he's gonna do? As soon as he yep. get out of the cage, he's gonna go buck wild and poop on the floor, piss on the floor, and you know, probably mm-hmm. run four five dog on miles. You know what I'm saying? Before you he know, calms down, mm-hmm. it's, it, for me, it's yeah. the same. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. You better speak. Mm-hmm. You better speak. Because you're absolutely right. Yep. Just to use that dog analogy, yep. you have you, you have different breeds. People are made differently, just like dogs are made different. There's different breeds of people. You got some dogs, like you said, they can't be in small spaces. They are required to have a large field so they can roam around, so they, they can run. They mm-hmm. exert energy. They have mm-hmm. energy. You got some that's lazy. They're just gonna lay around. That's 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 how humans are. You can't put. It, that that big yard ain't gonna do no good for that lazy dog. He ain't even off the porch. Yep. But you get your Afghan hound and try to put him in an apartment, you're going crazy. But he's going crazy because there's not enough room. He has to run. Mhm. Mhm. You get that to bury your dog that look like a damn lion. Shit. It ain't gonna be <laughs> enough room for you in the apartment with him. Mhm. So, so that's what you got. You got to realize. Yeah. You got to know who you are. And people oh, know who you right. are. Right. Mhm. A daily reset. 
Yep, exactly what it is. It's like, hey, I, I, I might have created the mess, but I cleaned it up really quickly. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I cleaned it I up for y'all. <laughs> like, what? But you yeah. created it. <laughs> like, common sense mm-hmm. says you created it. Mm-hmm. The unintelligent, the, 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 non, the non-thinking folk would say, hey, but he did a good job cleaning it up, though. At the end of the day, we're huh. here, right? <laughs> what? I mean, you learn that early on in life. This is a no-brainer. Oh, is that a, a, is... Like a, a, a masochist? Somebody who take pleasure in seeing somebody else go, and then they turn around and clean it up. It's like, I steal your watch, so you have to ask me what time it is? Right. Yeah. That's essentially what, he, what he's doing. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly what he's done. That's, that's about right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, yeah, I, I told you I was going to create jobs. Hey, I told yeah. you I was going to create jobs. I got rid of all the jobs and then created. <laughs> right. Like right. I, I went to so unemployment rate. It was it was up to thirteen percent, twenty percent, and I and now it's forty five. <laughs> but it was forty, and now. Right. It's down to 25. It's back up to 25, right? Remember, it's negative 40 now, 40 million. Mm-hmm. 40%, I'm sorry. So now when they go up to 25, now it's going to be like, hey, I did that. What did you say, Coach Carter? No, I did that. Look at that shoe. Boy, them, them laces. I tied that shoe. <laughs> tied that shoe. Because <laughs> that's Velcro. <laughs> that's right. Velcro. You got people thinking that you did that. You ain't do that, but I was been done. Right. Ain't so once again, that's what this is what this is what man gonna do. This is what the enemy's gonna do. He's gonna deceive you. He's gonna divert your attention mm-hmm. from what's really going on. And it, it ain't nothing but a shell mm-hmm. game. Yep. That's all it is. Y'all oh about two months ago, he was over in the Middle East, kicking it with the dude from the from the Taliban. So how is it that mm-hmm. y'all sending funds over there, but y'all had to borrow funds from the Social Security for this here? Oh, so we ain't got to pay the Social Security folk back because y'all going to kill off all the elderly. Oh, that's what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Population control. Ah. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody ah. thinking about the national debt now. Dog, because hey, you got, got national debt. Dollars to bail out everybody. <laughs> we got what? national debt. We worry about national debt, but you robbing my grandma. Right. Oh, Social Security, you robbing her. Mm-hmm. That retirement fund that they didn't work, you know, forty, thirty years for. Yeah. It's no longer available. Because yeah. it's in the no stock. No longer market. available. That just crashed. It just crashed. And y'all. Y'all having people buying crude oil only to realize that they have they wasn't investing in oil. Crude oil down twenty. Man, come on. Yeah. Shell game. Shell game, as you said. But with That's that being said, right? But with that being said, it's a good opportunity if you take it to reset. 
because it's but one of them. But you gotta know what you're resetting on. Right. You gotta keep but it on God, said. bro. Yeah. You gotta keep it on God. You you can reset, but if God ain't in the picture, cause you gonna be stressed. You still gonna be stressed. You gonna be worried. Mm-hmm. Because you holding on to something that's not, you know, it's like you trying to balance shit on a toothpick. Good luck. Mm-hmm. It's just simple mathematics for me, bro. Simple mathematics. God ain't never failed me. This dude lie every chance he gets. I mean, you got God in the dude that we talk about, though. We comparing God in the dude. But you're absolutely right. But other people have put him in the God-like status. And I'm saying that my God is bigger than any man that you put in a God-like status. My man, my God, mm-hmm. is bigger than LeBron James. My God is bigger than than Donald Trump. My God is bigger than dot, dot, dot. Even this coronavirus or this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was at the store, man. I seen this dude had a face mask on and a face shield. Mm. Couldn't breathe a little. I said, look at this. I said, look at this. <laughs> right. You ain't got to worry about the coronavirus. Since you, you, your lung about to collapse and you can't breathe. But the cause is on. Respiratory issues. Right. I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious. But one thing I can say it's the only time that a black man can walk around with a mask on and not get shot. See? Look here. Look how times have changed. My God. <laughs> My God. Boy, you funny. Right. Think about it. Black man walking in the store with a mask on. You see a white person walking in the store with a mask on. Ain't nobody looking at nobody different. Ten years, ten years ago, you see a black man walking the store with a mask on, everybody running. Mm-hmm. Although you see white people walking around with damn AR-15s around the store, but anyhow, you see the black man walking into the store with a mask on. If he ain't got an oxygen tank, everybody running. Now everybody got a mask on, and they act like it's normal. They look at you, they look at me funny because I don't got a mask on. Mm-hmm. New norm. Yeah. Man, what's like on him? He ain't got, got no mask, mask on. on. I'm good. Hey, look, if y'all got right. that, I'm good, right? <laughs> right. I ain't got it. So they said, what mask if you got it? They don't say, what mask if you don't got it? Hey, man, it's it's just too many unknowns, again, you know, to live life in fear. So it's live life with the love and understanding that your creator, that God has got you. Gonna take care of you. How you living if it's how you living if it's fear? Yeah, that's a contradiction, isn't it? What you mean if you living in if you living in fear? How are you living if it's in fear? That's a contradiction. No, that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. Not there 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 should be no fear. Is what I'm saying. No fear. With that no with fear. the idea that you with the idea that God is is in control and leading your life and giving mm. you. But, again, what we talked about last week, right, going back to that personal relationship that Pastor mm-hmm. Quinn was talking about as far as, if, mm-hmm. you know, that 
that personal relationship has been rekindled enough to where now you can hear from him. Talk to uh, me. The capital H, him. Mm-hmm. You know, when you can mm-hmm. hear from him, now you know which way to move and which way not to and how not to be deceived. Mm-hmm. I mean, because... It's just so much to it. So much to it. Hit the reset button. Because God has been transparent this whole time. But the ways of man, especially this man, he's been deceiving us this whole time. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. Say, you know, this, that ain't my realm. That ain't my realm. I can only just tell you about my experience. That's I ain't gonna sit here preach preach it like I'm the preacher. No, that ain't my thing. I'm just telling you my experience, bro. And if it line up with a scripture, that's cool. If it line up with a story, that's cool. But the fact of the matter is, God was right there with me when I was doing wrong, and when I was doing right. He's the only thing that's been mm-hmm. constant. This dude here, for everybody listening to, this dude if right was in it, it'd kill him. <laughs> That he's he's given his life and spirit over to the other side. If he got one, I think he's self-serving myself. I don't even even think he realizes somebody greater than him, being good or bad. I think he's just self-serving, bro. And I think he thinks he the end all be all. That in itself. Is telling. <laughs> and, and it's telling, but it ain't saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's telling me because yeah. you know I understand. I understand the life is about choices, which mm-hmm. we all should. Mm-hmm. You know, we all mm-hmm. should adhere to the fact that we have a choice, and mm-hmm. that choice is to be cognizant of what's going on, but then also to be. Very uh, present until the not in, into the now times, right? With the understanding yeah. of what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but also the Bible has already written for what for what is coming. Mm-hmm. But then also understanding again, going back to choice that we have choices. So it's almost like a reminder to me, right? Hey, we all have choices out here. Make the right choices. And if you don't, there there's some foolish people that can that can lead you astray. Like I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm not saying politically, you know, we are not where God didn't want us to be, but this is where choices have brought us to be as a country. This quote unquote president was chosen. Yeah. Yeah, he's showing y'all. If not by the if not by the masses, by whomever, right? And the choice was made and you no matter what choices you make, you gotta deal with the consequences. Mm-hmm. No better do better. <clears throat> yeah. But when you know better, you should start to do your best though, right? Always. 
But or at least better than the last week. Hey, or at least better than yesterday. Better than yesterday. (laughs) But 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 the issue still remains. But but the issue still remains. Who, what, what references? What 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 books? What what reference books are you using to grow? Are you are you listening to the news? Are you looking at Facebook? Are you looking at the Rob Report, the Dupont Registry? Where how are you growing? Are mm-hmm. you thinking for yourself, or are you allowing somebody to think for you? Mm. I had a guy I, I I knew. All he watched was the news and sports, and I couldn't take conversation serious because you're limited. You've limited yourself to news and sports, to somebody telling you what to think. Mm-hmm. Somebody thinking for you. Hmm. Uh, I felt sorry for the brother. I believe that. Hey, man, it's tough when you're well, not in control of your own. It is. It is. It is. It's, it's even more tougher when, when you, but it's, I'm sorry. It's it's a tougher existence when you, when you have it and don't apply it. I can say if you don't have it, but when you have it and don't apply it, mm-hmm. that says something about you. Mm-hmm. When you set out to do to 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 do harm to someone, that says something about you. Mhm. And at some point in time, we all should be accountable for the decisions or non uh, non action that has taken place. Mhm. Mhm. Well, when you're not when you when you when you're not acting. You you don't have a say in the actions that I take. Mm-hmm. If you're on the sideline, you can't tell me I should have crossed over half court. You're on the sideline. Mm. You can't laugh at me because I'm paying $100 for the bottle and you, can, and you can't even get in. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> later on, y'all gonna ask about that reference, and I get to you later on. Right now, we gotta. <laughs> we, it's time. To, it's time to go to work, man. It's time to go out here and apply what we, what we've learned, man. Straight up, we gotta go out here and apply. Because mm-hmm. if not, we're gonna be just as bad as those other folks we were talking about, or making references. Mm-hmm. Not talking about it, but making references. So yes, sir. we all know, to, to sum it up, we all know that God has not let us down. God has been, he, he is, and he will be. So I think if you get out your head and essentially get in your heart where God is, you'll realize that there's no more victimhood and anxiety and distraction. 
it's, it's only affirmations. That's all I got. If everybody hearts are mind clear, we'll pray and, and and go out here and apply what we've learned. Yes, sir. Is your heart mind clear, bro? Yes, sir. Thank you. Miss Quick, your heart mind clear? Yes. I love you. Well, my heart mind clear. Ronnell, why don't you go on and take us out in prayer, bro? I mean, I thank you for that. Uh, Lord, thank you for this opportunity for us to come together to speak on behalf of um, not only our thoughts, but also the beliefs and um, what we have been uh, taught and passed on. We just ask that you just allow this vessel to reach so many, uh, allow your light to shine through us to those that you would like to be reached by this conversation. We just hope that uh, this conversation creates more conversations around the topics and the discussion and that more enlightenment and more understanding comes towards you. We thank you and we praise you for this opportunity for Mr. Quick, for Mrs. Quick, for them establishing a area, a position, a thought, a process on uh, what is what is in your will? What is uh, what is what is given and processed through your thinking? We just ask that you just continue to bless our thoughts, our reactions, our actions, and allow us to keep a continued mindset and focus on you through these tough times, especially when the necessity to reset. We just thank you for the opportunity again. We just ask that you watch over us, our family, our friends. Keep us all safe from any hurt, harm, or danger. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 That concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host, number one, Mr. Quick, Miss Quick, Pastor Robinson. And Dr. Twin in his absence, and our guest, my brother Vanell, thank you. Why can't you get out of your head? You could if you focus on God. Be blessed, love one another, more importantly, love God, wash your hands, stay safe. Peace. <laughs>